forget to smash that like button. Subscribe. We need some subbies. Come on. You can do it. Late night. Woo. Good vibes. It is going to be one of those nights. Good evening, Lauren. Good evening to you at home. My name is Jay Ryan. We are back here in, uh, it's in our, I'm in our dining room. She's in our dining room. You're in our kitchen. I'm here in the middle. Um, but it's the late night play set. It's the Cars and Comedy Show. Again, Jay Ryan. Nicole Ryan is here too. That's the good news. Mm, takes a second for our thing. There we go. And uh, we've got you here all the way up there in the thing, all on, the, on the Instagrams. And then all the way up in Canada is producer Mike. Tonight. I'll catch our breath, shall we? <laughs> There's so much running around before the show that uh, that the first few minutes of the show is generally me coming down to do the show. <laughs> so I'm sorry to everybody else. Let's do it together today, shall we? Uh, updates. Updates. Updates galore. We have updates on Angela's Crest. We have updates on um, Good Vibes. <laughs> As I cut to the cut to the wardrobe to explain these things, uh, what's Canada Mike wearing? He's always, you know, he's he's always wearing a blazer. I feel like you're dressing up more these days into your producer role, which is nice. I appreciate that. You know, I feel like you're, in WWF you'd be the in more in the managerial role currently. I feel like the hair is more slicked back, the beard is more kept. Am I on to anything here? Is there any truth to this? Well, I wish I wish I could say that uh, it had that much thought into it. But really, if on office days when I come home from the office, many time I stay and wear my attire on the show, and I've been having more office days lately. So, you know, but I like what you said better. <laughs> well, obviously, I was way way off. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, circumstantial it has nothing to do with intent. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so updates, updates, and, and, and we need to hear from you. Oh my gosh, I should have opened with this, for goodness sake. First car, I want to know what your first car was. Um, uh, a while ago we were doing, like, uh, theme shows is not it. I hate to do theme shows is definitely not who I am. But, but having a subject that we talk about periodically throughout the evening as we interweave the rest of the Ryans and the It's Tonight Show and the Late Night Playset and the blah, blah, blah of it all. Um, <clears throat> so your first car, I want to know what it was and, and sub question. I want to know who bought it. Did you buy it yourself? Did your parents buy it? Did you win it? Did, uh, did <laughs> whatever. I want to know how you got it, uh, and who paid for it and what it was. And, uh, we're going to be talking about that throughout the evening. So, uh, chime in if you're on YouTube or Facebook, just chime in. It'll go straight to the desk and I can see it. If you are watching us on Instagram, thank you for watching us on Instagram. And I would ask that you please, please, please. Uh, uh, do it here, and then Canada Mike will get it to me to the desk somehow, live. <laughs> here, look, for the Instagram audience, Nicole is much prettier. It really is. She is so much more palatable than, than me, and I'm very aware of it. So, <clears throat> without further ado, oh shit, I probably didn't need to come in. Without further ado, Will, take it away.
too. to you at home at least at the very least maybe not everybody but at least to you welcome back to you so there we go all right everything seems to be working wow that one came in fast what the hell happened good evening uh tuesday march 21st 2023 is the date 321 223 tomorrow will be 22 no 322223 <laughs> right yeah that tomorrow will be 3222 Two, three, two, three, two, fucking Jesus. One, three, four twos, one, three, tomorrow. But today, <laughs> oh God, no, wasting everyone's time. I'm sorry. It is uh, 5, 10 in the PM, and uh, my name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan to our right. We've got Mike Chisholm up there in Canada producing the whole damn thing. And uh, whoop, nobody over there. That's okay. It's good. We weren't expecting anyone to be there. If someone was there, that would be really weird. And Patrick Brass, 69 VW bus, was his first car, family car, given to the older sis, then the bro, then me, finally at 16. So very cool. The family hand-me-down was a 69 bus. Cool stuff, Patrick Brass. Way to open strong. Boom. <laughs> uh, like I said, updates galore, um, one of which... I always say we'll talk about it, things in a little bit, and then I start talking about them, and then we talk about them now. So I may as well just say we'll bring our buddy Canada Mike up in here, and we'll do this properly, and say that, uh, actually, maybe Mike, maybe you're the more official guy that should make this announcement, but, but uh, our friends from the Hello Deli uh, are having a situation that changes soon. <laughs> Tell people what yeah. I'm blathering about. So uh, Rupert G., Many of uh, you would probably remember him from all of his appearance on Late Show with David Letterman. Uh, yeah, sponsor of the Letterman podcast and Cars and Comedy. Uh, go to hello-deli.com to get some Late Show with David Letterman swag. Uh, after 30-something years, he and May have decided to uh, change things around a little bit, and they're going to sell the deli. And the Hello Deli has gone up for sale. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty new. And it's pretty shocking to a lot of people. Really? Um, but there's been some stuff that's been going on in, in both Rupert and May's life. Uh, Rupert just lost his mom. And, um, you know, life is changing a little bit. And as that's changing, that's, uh, those changes are creating ripples. And one of the ripples is they're, they're, they're going to hand off the Hello Deli to someone else. Yeah, so the official announcement is Rupert G. and May from the Hello Deli are retiring, at least from the Hello Deli business. It's a big deal. It's the end of an yeah, era. I was going to say that exact thing. Yeah. It's um, in a weird way. It feels like a mini bit of like, oh, the late show has gone off the air even more. You know, like, oh, there were little snippets yeah. of it still around. 
<laughs> I guess that that happens throughout the years, uh, and then little pieces just to break off or 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 whatever. Um, I'm just happy for him and for them. Um, I feel like he's deserved it. <laughs> that guy is a hard worker who has worked hard for a very very long time. Uh, if he's able to mm-hmm. do other things and wants to, I support it. And uh, if there's anything we can do to uh, get you out here to Los Angeles, you don't have to be on the show. I know you're very camera shy, but if you want to just have a nice sit and chat with the missus, we would love to have you. So Love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at you wearing new old shoes. Yeah. Hunziker's, right? Yeah. Steve McQueen's. Yes. Great segue. That, oh. that, brings us, that brings us to viewer mail. Do we have a card for that? I think we do. do we, still, we used to always have that stuff. Yeah, there we go, the viewer mail card. Uh, yeah, uh, really, every time I do that, I feel like uh, as good as it gets. Every time you pick up the phone, you'd uh, right into it. You know? Jack! Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I've talked to him on the phone before in real life, and it wasn't. I mean, I don't remember him clearing his throat on me or anything, but it, it was not dissimilar to that movie. Uh, Maddie McQueen, daughter of Chad McQueen, granddaughter of Steve McQueen, whose shoes you're wearing. How do they fit? <laughs> uh, I'm just joking, as if they were Steve McQueen's shoes. I know, you're going to tell me a whole thing about how one foot's bigger than the other. Let's hear no, about the I MS, just actually. I was going to say they're longer. The shoes are longer? Yeah, because they're the original size. My feet have shrunk. I knew it. I knew we were going to get back to shrunken feet. Um, Anyway, but Maddie McQueen, in addition to sending us the stuff I'm about to show you, just had a baby the other day. Congratulations. Yeah, huge, huge, big deal. For her first. That's a that I'm aware of. Big change. All right, motorsports is the strongest drug in the world. That's a Chad McQueen quote. And this is this is a uh, this is Euphoria. This is one of their new brands on the the uh, the, the McQueen Racing merch line. It's creative spelling, obviously, but Euphoria. And there's one of those for each of us, and a hat, which is very cool. Uh, we love uh, the McQueen family. They've been very nice to us. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. They do very very good things in the Porsche community, in the car community. Um, they're pretty good people in general, so I'm pretty pretty sure they're good in the world's community. Uh, but shout out to them. Congratulations on the addition to the family. And uh, thanks to Hunziger for the shoes for, from ages ago. Those ones, I don't know if you ever wore. Those look brand stinking new. I did not wear them outside, no. Nice. So, yeah, we're just moving right along. I've had great times with that family. When I've seen, I forget if I've Chad. seen Chad out, yeah. Yeah, you, every it's time so in the funny. old days when you used to walk and all that stuff, we somehow would always get saddled up next to them, whether it was because of Hunziger or I guess because of Hun- No, I don't know, because we, we knew Chad before Hunziger. Anyway, I don't know, but you guys always used to just, I think he probably could feel your energy and you his, and maybe you guys just magnetized together, and then it was always kind of positive, just like maybe a good vibe. I love that guy. And Karate Kid. We've got some more first cars on the Instagram. Oh, what are they? Well, uh, grand impression, Ford Pinto. Dad passed mm. away, so I inherited it. It was actually mm. a very fun car. Yeah, Ford Pinto. That's wild. I inherited a car from my dad. I guess anybody who has a parent who dies gets a 
I mean, if they have a car like you, it's probably not that, un- it's probably pretty common. It's probably, yeah. I bet that's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, not your first car. That means your parents dead before you're 16. It, when they passed. Uh, right, a car, but not the first car usually. Yes. Yeah, okay. Technically, mine was my second anyway. Oh, well, I guess we'll just open with it. So, since, since, since I'm sitting here and I have this microphone, I'll just tell you about mine. It was a Honda Accord hatchback, 1987, had 100-something thousand miles on it. And uh, I passed it every day driving to work at Channel 12 because I needed a car at that point because I was driving my mother to work every day. And then I was taking her car to my work every day because they were in the same town. <laughs> Everything with me is complicated. <clears throat> so I dropped my mother off. I didn't even have a license at first when we were doing this little fucking thing. And I would drop her off at uh, work and then I'd take the Audi. And then so at some point, you know, she's like, well, this is fine for a couple of days. But like, what about when I want to go to lunch or whatever? Because then I'd pick her up at the end of the day and then I'd go to school. Because remember, I was doing night school at night. And then she'd drop me. I'd drive myself to the school. She'd get out, get in the driver's seat. She'd drive home. And then later at night, my dad would pick me up and then t- whatever. <clears throat> very complicated also i could go play tv when i was a kid but on the way to work i used to see this this car that was uh that was in the right price range you know uh, uh because i wasn't buying my first car i was incredibly lucky but it was like under two thousand dollars i think it might have been 1500 bucks something like that i feel like and uh and and my dad bought it for me and uh it was a manual honda accord hatchback dx Nothing, nothing came with nothing. Whoever had it before me put a pop-up. Great idea. Put a pop-up glass sunroof that totally leaked. Um, no air conditioning. Didn't have a radio, but we put one in, or they did before, and maybe they did before. I can't remember. Somehow, there was a radio, but roll-up windows, no air conditioning. I mean, it was like I was so happy to have it. I was so happy to have it. What was your first car? The Sadder. Saturn S SL, yeah, one SL one probably. Whatever I had. Yeah, well, because it wasn't manual; it was automatic, right? Yes. Yeah, so it had to be the SL one, because you still had the gray bumpers. Were didn't they have body. Gray? Yeah, it didn't have body colored bumpers. You had the gold Saturn, and the bumpers weren't I gold. I thought they were black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, My okay, mom so, got oh, it for me. I wanted a Nia, but she got that for me when I turned sixteen-ish. Why did you want the neon? Was it based just on looks alone, or did somebody have one that you liked? Commercials. Or? Say hi to neon. That that. Say hello to neon. Got hi. me. <laughs> Made that little it noise. It just seemed happy. They and were. I was happy then. They put the face back up. The, the neon was the new beetle before the new beetle came out, and it, and it had the round lights, and it had the little humps in the head, and it just had that personality, and it had kind of a shape to it. I know a lot of people who bought. Uh, in fact, I think that one had. Was it the? I know the. Eh, somebody can help me here. The VW or the or the or the neon had the uh, rose. <laughs> God damn it! Daisy pedal uh, hubcaps wheels. Do you remember that? I don't think. Yeah, I do, but I don't think it was the neon. neon. I, it makes more sense with the hippie car. Yeah. I think I, I can see it on both it on the Volkswagen. Mm. I mean, because that even came with a little flower holder on the dash. I had a friend that bought one, and I remember her having that. With those wheels? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was a convertible option. It just feels like craziness. 
Uh, okay, uh, okay. So, so Stromberg was it Stromberg who who had uh, Stromberg? Was it Stromberg who had the the, the hand pinto? me down? Yeah, the, yeah. Grand impression. I think that's Stromberg. Cool. What what else? Uh, well, yes. Continuing the theme of the show, uh, bump draft. <laughs> my first, my first car was an Audi. <laughs> was an Audi ninety Quattro. Can you imagine who's, that being your first car? Oh my who, god! Who's um, is that? With the cold, with the cold weather pack, my mom bought it so I could drive to Montreal in the winter. Jokes on them. I didn't get into McGill and ended up at Louisiana instead. <laughs> with an Audi Quattro. Well done. Whose is this? That's bump underscore draft. Oh, wow. Bump draft. That's freaking ridiculous, man. That's so cool. We also had a couple, a bunch of Audis in the family because the, the mom, my, my mom, the, the mom in the family, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of blocks I still have on this woman is crazy. The amount of things I still have to like protect myself is crazy. Holy moly. My mother uh <laughs> drove out he's exclusively for a while because after her divorce she had shit she had like sh sh shit cars she had like a dodge omni that she was not a hand-me-down from her dad that she bought from her dad remember the dodge omni but then she bought it a used Ish. car lot once an audi 579 1979 but it was a it was like fire engine red like a deep beautiful red not dark red it was a it was a bright red but it wasn't orangey it was beautiful red like a fire truck and it was a 79 audi 5000 s quattro no, it wasn't a Quattro. Fuel injected, though. It had all the badge on the back. <laughs> Fuel injection. Anyway, power windows, sun, moon roof, whatever they called it back then. All of the options. Because it was a fucking you know, 10-year-old car, right? But she bought it. And in her own terms, it changed her life. Because she like, oh, she bought this car. And then she started, whatever. So she fell in love with Audi. Long story short, she fell, fucking fell in love with Audi. Why am I telling you every single story? Doesn't matter. No, none of these details matter. But then for years and years we were Audi, so it went from a five thousand S to the four thousand S next a couple years later, and then she got a nineteen ninety ninety, the Audi ninety when it came out in nineteen ninety. Everyone following along, and that one was awesome, pearl white, and that was the first stick shift one. The other ones were automatics. And this was the first manual. It's a big deal. Oh, it was such a cool <laughs> car. Pearl white with, get this, blue interior. But it was so blue. It was so dark blue that it was almost black. Like it had to be really sunny for you to tell that it was actually blue. Velour. Everybody got that? <laughs> Not leather. Velour, which at the time was like, where did this, where did you get this? It was ridiculous. <laughs> Nowadays, it would be so desirable because they all had leather or pleather or whatever. And to get one with the velour, with the, with the sport pattern on it, it had, like, the stripes and stuff. <sighs> anyway, she didn't care about any of that stuff. It had wood grain everywhere. Ridiculous. But manual, and uh, it had the gauges down at the bottom, and it was just, it was the first, like, car that I thought was cool. I was like, holy shit. We got a, she got a cool car. I can't believe she got a cool car. Anyway, that was awesome. And then I got her in a 95, 90 Quattro after that, and then I think there was a pearl white A4, and then there was a blue A4. She had a lot of Audis. She had a lot of Audis. The last few I ended up buying for her, not financially, but like going in and doing the, and she she and she appreciated that. <laughs> oh man, this really is the J therapy show. We should just change it. Um, all right, so back to 
Back to Mike and the bump draft. Bump draft. I mean, you. I feel like you might win so far with an Audi Quattro as being not only your first car, but doing that run in it. It's, it's pretty epic for a kid, I think. Well, I, my friends and I used to totally do that, too, because I had no oversight as, as a kid. My parents were divorced. They both worked. My mom had her own life and deals, stuff to deal with. And we would always drive everywhere. I think if Australia and I would go to, like, Oneonta, New York. I mean, that was, like, fucking nine hours away and shit. And we would just take a drive. Your life that way is so different from mine. I was very tethered to my family. And your schedule and all the things you had to do? Yeah. I had none of that. I what studied the- all the time. And you <laughs> did different things. But with that came, like, I watched all the TV my family watched because I could just quietly do my homework in the corner. While they're watching TV, you're still taking that in. Yeah. Were you able to then do your studies at the same time and do that? My my ADD I would did. not allow it. I did that. It was a lot easier than I read before, and that was just answering questions, really. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, let's see. Iron Hoffman says, present. We were talking about you guys a little bit earlier and um, <laughs> life after the Hello Deli for Rupert. Uh Yes, we were talking about root beer. Exactly. My first car was a 03 Eclipse. Four-cylinder automatic. Paid up front by parents. Eventually paid back by me. That's pretty cool. Uh, Auto Journey. Also, I need to... Whatever. I've been thinking about you for a week. Because I know we need to set it up. Auto Journey is the one who's going to do the Eclipse. Anyway, separately. Love that car. But refresh my memory. 03. I don't... I'm confused. I didn't know they made that later version of the Eclipse in a four-cylinder. That's the one with the bear claw stripe down the side, right? Or was it still the old version? Maybe it was still the old version. I'm so old that, like, I remember all of the changeovers, but I can't remember exactly some of them when they happened. I thought it was in the 90s. Um, The four-cylinder one that I'm thinking of, first with the upright dash, the little wedge one, and then later with the swoopy more Dodge Stealth dash. Dodge Stealth. Did you hear that? Stealth. Stealth. What is wrong with me? Patrick Schwazy, Dodge Stealth. I'm so used to it by now, but it's hilarious. Anyway. All right. We'll see what Auto Journey has to say. He's probably answering it. I'm just not getting there. Nissan Sentra, first car. What year? And who bought it? Mine was an old Toyota Corolla. We called it the rubber band machine because it felt like you had to wind it up. Bart Baby had a Dodge Diplomat. And a 280 SE, 280 would still be nice to drive. Did you have two cars at the same time? Two first cars? How does that happen? How do you have two first cars? There are a lot of first cars, though, because, like, there's the first car maybe his parents bought, and then there's the first car you buy yourself, or the first car you buy that you like, or, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of... I, yeah. First car out of college. First car after I got a job. First car... After the kid was born? I don't know. I didn't think about that part, but yeah. I don't think anybody did. I don't think anybody would. It's just me. Oh, it was that. So I thought those were all V6s. I thought when that came out, those were all V6s. And obviously I'm wrong. Or maybe they were at first and they introduced a four-cylinder down the run. Once that car came out, once that generation came out, I was over Eclipse. It was... I just... It wasn't the car. It was like they got rid of the Eclipse and the 
3000 GT, I was saying Stealth before, 3000 GT would be the equivalent Dodge and Mitsubishi. It seemed like they got rid of both and then they made some middle car in the middle that was sort of taking the market share of both but wasn't really very good. And I'm not saying that they weren't good. I'm just saying that's what it seemed like to me. It, it, it didn't have any of what I used to like about it in it and left. It was it's all, all different. And ironically, I can't remember if that was still Chrysler at that point or not with the Eagle and everything. You remember they were, it was all shared platforms and shit. But ironically, that was the most Chrysler of all of them, I thought. And I don't think there was. <laughs> I don't think there was. I don't know if there was still crossover. Holy moly. Um, let's do some East Coast feeds and break it up here a little bit because they've been stacking up. Um, it's been a while. Remember last time we checked in and it was uh, Coraline wanted to do something special for Grandma. She wanted to do some sort of, um, you know, like a spa day or some kind of just take it easy day. I want, want to do something that. nice for Grandma because she does so many so nice things, many things, always taking care of other people and everyone else. I remember that. All right, so let's pick it up there after Coraline's declaration roll it out east coast feed uncle jay and nicole it's me and jonesy and we're at super duper weenie in fairfield connecticut because we went for a little trip and what are we doing today jones what's our big thing today a relaxation day for grandma because she's doing a lot of work and doesn't get paid so we took it to get a massage and now we're going to go pick her up and bring her back home and get a little uh what are we going to get manicure pedicure going on yeah we're gonna do all that stuff too. So we stopped for a quick hot dog in Fairfield. Want to say we love you guys. East Coast feed. Bye. Nice. All right, let's keep it going straight in. East Coast feed, part two. East Coast feed. East Coast feed. East Coast feed. What, what, what did Grandma do today? <laughs> Relaxation. I had a massage. It was wonderful. And my ears done. I don't know what the hell she did, but it was great. It was very, very nice and relaxing. I feel wonderful. I don't know what else you do. That's it. East Coast Feed Part 2. Grandma's Day of Relaxation. Want to fill you guys in on Part 2. That was yep. it. There you go. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. That's it. That's it. You want to say something else? Say something else. What the fuck? I'm the only one talking over here. You good? All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it? What? That's it? <laughs> I love that guy. She's just him. She's a little him. In a few more years, she'll be pretty much the same age he was when we met, and then I'll just be looking at him all over. You know, the, the whole cycle will start over again. I'll just I'm watch her cause in hell. Already saying it. Yeah, me too, totally. You can, you, the personality is already there, defined. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Focused in. <laughs> yep. Again, this is universal sign for focus, not whatever <laughs> you think I'm doing. <laughs> focus. Oh, gosh. These coast feed. Oh, you know what? There's one more, though. Hang on, hang on. There's one more. Mike, hang on. There's one more. <laughs> By the way, you have some banana straw. Banana. Is it straw nana? Whatever the banana stuff is. You still have some of this if you want it. It sounds like I've done it, but if you want something, you can I'll have, have some. more. Thanks. Strawberry. It's not written on it. Then you don't remember from the other day? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> East Coast feet. Roll it out. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. Just a nice Saturday here at BMW. I put the Porsches in the background because that's the subject of our tale today. Uh, quick East Coast feed coming to you, obviously, from BMW. 
And this morning we were delivering a $200,000 Porsche. I don't know what kind it was, just forgive me because you know, I'm not down with the whole thing. But anyway, here we go. Notice behind me this door. You can see it too well, but there's definitely broken glass. Oh, right, because when the, and I say they quote, genius. I am showing you broken door. Do you know why? Because he's not a genius. Um, so there's a genius, uh, and he was going to deliver the car to a client who was signing the paperwork in the F&I office at the time. And then while he went to go bring the car out of the garage door here, the car was in gear. And uh, if you're not familiar with stick shifts, if it's in gear and you let go of the clutch, it lurches forward and goes through the door. So it was a beautiful blue Porsche. Um, it's somewhere hidden in the lot right now because I'm sure they don't want to let the client see it. But they did have to give them the bad news while they were buying the car that their car now smashed through the door. And they probably won't want it. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I thought you'd enjoy that little Porsche humor from BMW on a random Saturday because I love working weekends. <laughs> That was that was that was what the East Coast feeds all about right there. I'm guessing it was a GT3 at 200 grand. I mean, it could have been anything. Could have been a turbo. No, it can't be a turbo. If it was manual, could have been touring though. GT3 touring. Man, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, let's see. There's a couple more in here. There was. Uh, let's see. Oh, it was 83 from my mother. I think that was the Sentra, Nissan Sentra. I drove them a few months apart. I got gotcha. you. One, one probably died. Los Angelo Living's first car was a Fiat Ritmo. Hey, hey wait a second. I'm over here. What are they doing? Is he what is this? Morning radio? Hang on. I'm going down the list right now. What are you doing? All right. Let's hear yours first. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought there was a lull, and I thought I would be able to fill it because there's no story. Los Angelo Living's first car was a Fiat Ritmo. What's that? A Fiat Ritmo? I have no idea. I was going to ask you. But I don't know. All right. We'll have time to do some research, I suppose. more about me than you i am just losing it over here that was the tom hanks bathtub moment from the money pit there oh i feel better <laughs> well here let's i'll fill some time with these other ones then um <laughs> but, <laughs> auto journey they weren't good mine had tons of problems fully <laughs> believe they were all front-wheel drive. Yeah, they were definitely all front-wheel drive, but I really thought they were all V6s. I think yours was a V6, too. I really thought they all were. I thought that was the whole point. Uh, V6 was the GT model. Damn it, he knows. All right, okay. Maybe only the GT model came out at first. I don't know. It was a big car to have a four-cylinder. $3.30. Oh, pairs. Pair character stretching his arm. For oh, I see. It's, he's describing it. I'm sorry. This is where Mike comes in because he, <laughs> he explains like, no, Jay, that's, it's describing an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, what a cool car. Oh, man. See, that that's would, why we haven't heard of it. How awesome is that thing? That would kill at a Cars and Coffee now. So Fiat, so it's Italian. And then like, what year would that be? 
Hold, please. I got to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Seventy-eight. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I have totally let go of it. No one else noticed. <laughs> so good. Seventy-eight. So seventy-eight. That, that's what his was, or that's what that one was. Well, that's what that one was. I don't know what his was. I wonder what the run on that car was because it looks pretty cool, but I don't recall ever hearing of it. So it might be like a you know a little one-hit wonder. Do you hear the rain? Uh, yeah. Man, is it pouring still in Los Angeles? Still pouring. Can you can hear it on the skylights of the out the outer the outside the studio. They're called windows. <laughs> We're in our house. <laughs> We're here. We're at home. Doesn't look like it, but we are. Uh, sorry, what? I'm losing it. What? No, I was making a stupid joke. Um, but uh, Bump Drift said, uh, admits, yes, very, very spoiled with that Audi, but did not, <laughs> did not get along very well in New Orleans. It stuck out in New Orleans, he said. Oh, wow. Bump Draft. Bump draft is going racing this weekend and can't do something. I remember seeing, that. <laughs> remember seeing that. Um, uh, Canada Mike, I probably asked you this before, but what was your first uh, car? And, oh and who man, it? Lindsay without an N in her name, eighty-five Bronco. That's cool. You're Lindsay girl. My Lindsay girl. Lindsay Met Men Mench. Uh, <laughs> no. We're talking about her before. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do Jench, because a Mensch. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Gunner Mensch. Gunner. And maybe that's why I say Jench. Maybe. Even though there's there no N in Jench. Jesh. But maybe he just helped me there. Anyway, so she had an 85 Bronco. But what was yours? What was your first car? <laughs> so I your drove first my dad's <laughs> Scout. <laughs> I drove my dad's Scout to the point where he's like, okay, we've got to get you a vehicle. This is by like... 16 and a half it was driving him crazy so he said he took me down to the bank and uh and and got himself a loan and made me part of the whole process uh so it's canadian for like a four thousand yeah so then we went and we found an 87 dodge dakota i bought it for twenty two hundred dollars and i paid Whoa. my dad back two hundred dollars a month uh with my little red 87 dodge dakota and my freedom and my dad got his scout back so there you go that's pretty awesome. Did you have a job at, at that age that you were paying 200 I did. I worked at the little convenience store, which was a 10-minute walk from my house. Um, work in the counter or the microwave or the slurping machine? Like, what were you? I could, but I was mostly the guy that came in from, like, 6 to 10 every day and restocked the pop cooler. Oh, and yeah. The, uh, and, and, yeah, and then, like, restocked, basically, for the most Mid part, and then cleaned the floors and got rid of the place ready for clothes. What, there's a name for that. There's a name for that. I learned it working produce at the village market those two weeks. There's a name for that when you, when you put the, uh, when you put the, you know, the, not a stalker. The, no, but it's oh, facing, facing. I would, I would block and face the store. Yes. Block and face. And then also, what is it when you bring the old stuff up front and put the new stuff in the back? You have to take oh, the like stuff off the shelf the to dates? put one more time. Yeah. I just rotated the dates of, of the milk and all that stuff. Yeah, Totally. There's a, we had a name for it. I thought maybe it was a common term. But facing is good, yeah. But anyway, you made the store look all nice again. Every day. Yeah. I'd be good at that type of job, but like dealing with the people and cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, 
I don't get numbers. I don't deal with the people. I'm not good at any of that. I don't see you in that role at all. (laughs) But meanwhile, what he's talking about, I'm like, this doesn't belong over here. It makes much more sense over here and, you know, and all that stuff. You're good at that. Yeah. Like, you got to put the porn next to the stuff people pretend to buy when they're really buying porn. That was great in Magnolia the other day. We watched Magnolia, the movie Magnolia, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. <clears throat> great, 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 great. Highly recommend. This is a 20-year-old movie. I'm not the first one to tell you that it's good. But there's a part where, uh, for some reason, the guy needs to get uh, to the ads that might be in the back of porno. He's trying to get whatever, somebody's phone number. But he calls up like a pink dot, if anybody doesn't remember that, the delivery service from the 90s. And he's uh, asking for all of the, like the Playboy, the Penthouse, the Hustler, all these different things. But, oh, shit, I guess I blew it. He starts, he starts with, can I get some bread? Can I get some milk? Can I get some you know, cigarettes? Can I get some other? And then it goes to Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler. And then at the end, when she's hanging up, she goes, okay, that'll be 43. She goes, do you still want the milk, bread, and eggs? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course. But in real life, that brought up a very interesting thing. I bet people totally do that. Bill and that normal stuff all the time. Yes! And then what kind of crazy impulse buy could you put over next to the porn to make it easier for them? Although the porn was always behind the counter, wasn't it? Yes. This is another, I'm not a dude. Never bought a porno <laughs> magazine in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know where any I ever saw came from. I really can't tell you that. But I never bought a porno magazine in my entire life. It's totally true. I don't fit in the guy mold. I really don't. So many things I didn't do. That one I'm kind of happy about, I guess. And and all the other gross boy stuff I never did. Ugh, boys are so gross. That's one thing I'm I'm grateful to that woman, that that mother. What I call her before the mother, that mother, the mother, their mother, somebody's mother. I don't know. Whatever whatever she put on me, you know, I'm I uh, I definitely don't relate to the boy stuff. I don't get it. I get that only because I had a brother. You're way more into the boy stuff than I, I am. Or used to be. I'm like that more than you are, but <laughs> I don't like it. I just know it from my family. Oh. Slowly shitting up the stuff that I don't like. Yeah, but you still like hockey and stuff, right? Professional hockey? Yes, but there's different ways of doing things. But... <laughs> You can make your point, or I'm just asking a few questions here, if you don't mind. <laughs> you still like it, though, right? If it's on TV, like, you enjoy watching it, or no? Not just a random game. If I know it's someone playing, yes. All right. Well, then maybe you don't like hockey. Maybe you just like supporting your friends. Nothing wrong with that. I'm saying maybe you're right. Maybe I am wrong. <laughs> Not the first time. I feel like I'm more drawn to the people, for sure. Uh, Porsche life, imperative, couldn't have said it. But, oh, hilarious. Sorry. This is all different. It's Los Angelo living again, but it's. I thought it was pertaining to this. It's pertaining to his post, which you, of course, have no idea about. <laughs> I got it. Three tips for buying your dream home. Number one, hire me. Number two, uh, either get pre-approved with a lender or discuss with your financial advisor or purchasing a home uh, what it looked like financially, what kind of money you need to move around. And three, let's get out there and have some fun. 
Yes. Three tips. Los Angelo Living. Highly recommend. Not only is he a friend, uh, but he's a great realtor. Fantastic realtor here in Los Angeles. <laughs> we are fucking shit off the rails tonight. I hope nobody minds. I don't care at all. Usually it's me who cares, nobody else, so <laughs> figure we'll probably. <sighs> I figure. Oh, God dang it. I'm going to do a little of this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, we do have some other people here. Let's see. My very, Irene Hot, my very first car was a 68 Camaro. I totaled it in less than one week. Oh, please join the chat and tell us that story. Holy moly. 68 Camaro is a very cool car. We actually have a friend who has one. But uh, totaled it in less than a week. They've had theirs for years. <laughs> Even here in Los Angeles. I'm wondering, though, if that's somebody else. I'm thinking that's. I'm thinking somebody hit you. For some reason, I just got a feeling that like you got t-boned or rear-ended or something. Irene Hoffman doesn't seem like the type. I had friends in high school that. Oh yeah, sure. You have this car for a week because you wrapped it around a telephone pole. The fucking you know, just too much gas. <clears throat> she doesn't strike me as that type of person. Also, I don't know which '68 Camaro you had, but it may not have had much power. Good so point. It might have been a V6. Who knows? Uh, let's see, Sundays, man, haven't talked about Sundays in a while, but, uh, La Café de la Plage. Merci. They are awesome, and we have a great time there. I don't know why I'm telling you that at all, other than, um, we went the other day, and a guy showed up, Insk, I think his name was Insk, he had sent me a message previously, and I, he's in town, He's Turkish, but he's in town from the east coast of this country. Uh, Connecticut, actually. My hometown, specifically, as a matter of fact, coincidentally. And uh, he, anyway, he joined us, and uh, none of us knew who he was, and we all had a great time together. So I just want to say thanks to Insk um, from Turkey slash Wilton, Connecticut. Nice to meet you. <laughs> he was very into cool things, and he had very inquisitive, pointed questions of things he wanted to know and know more about. And I like people like that. I like people who, I, I don't like an agenda when you come with an agenda because generally, eh, whatever, I, I don't really like that. But when you have, when you bring something to the table, it's nice. He was interesting. Definitely. He also wasn't too much. Yeah, that's true. I'm sensitive to too much because I know myself I can often be too much. I'm either too much or not enough. <laughs> That's my ammo. <laughs> uh, viewer mail, I told you about Maddie McQueen. Congratulations. That is a major deal. Major deal. East Coast Feeds. Did we do all three? We did all three. Yes. I really am quite out of it. Don't mind, though. <clears throat> hope everyone else is okay with it. The weather is freaky. It's weird. I've been in and out today, and it just it's, <laughs> it's just weird. It sounds weird to hear rain. Yeah, you know, I did all the house cleaning and stuff, like all that stuff. It was all clean now, but every time I went outside, it was cold and not clean. It felt very East Coast, and I guess I feel a little bit like I'm on vacation. 
None about nothing about the climate living here is 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 what it's been for the last twenty years. Yeah, I got the run off earlier when I heard rain from the bathrooms together. Trippy. How are you feeling? Weak and whatever. Weak and whatever. Trying to be positive, just horrible. But... Shitty lately, right? Yeah. Yeah, like really extra shitty and getting worse. Yes. <clears throat> I feel weak and heavy, and that's a horrible combination because it wears me out. I would imagine, yeah. Just to lift my foot. Yeah. But, I mean, you mean even lift it just on the floor? Because it's not like <clears throat> less people think you're walking around and stuff. I mean, this is just oh, crawling yeah, like on the floor. Oh, yeah, like a foot. And I have to tell my right hand specifically because they're crisscross sometimes. So it's, it takes forever. I noticed that you are neurologically or, or uh, cognitively speaking, like you are answering the opposite answer more than you used to. I am. Well, yeah, and we talk. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know why you're pretending to be surprised now, <laughs> unless I'm, you're really surprised, and then <laughs> I'm always surprised by me because what comes out is not always what's in my head. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's like. I think we all probably have a version of that, but yours is just like the worst all the time, like someone else's worst day all the time. Yes, and I think I'm fine. So I act like me, which is not always nice and patient. And <laughs> I tend to barrel through, even though I said the wrong thing that I did mean. Mm. I noticed that with Mitch the other day. He's so nice, and he something, and he gave a what, and you said it again, and he was like, "Yeah." And then I asked what you asked again, because I knew he didn't get it. We all, the rest of the table knew. And he was like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was very similar to you, but I think it was because the question you were asking was the opposite and or he just couldn't understand it. Either way, I just, I notice it more and more and I don't know if you notice it more and more or if you, if it gets frustrating or if there's anything I, we, anybody can do to help i mean i don't know everybody wants to help you and, and and or do something nice for you or just you know lighten your load and it seems to, that there's less and less anyone can do these days i appreciate that and i'm finding the problems that i'm looking at have to do with timing and i think things are out loud and sometimes they're not so I remember that moment, but like. Oh, it wasn't a problem or anything. I just no, I noted it. It's another one of those things where I think I'm clear and loud and I'm not. Is it because in here it sounds like, do you still have an inner dialogue with yourself? All the time. Is your old inner, is your inner dialogue old, Nicole? Yeah. Very chatty. <sighs> Because you can't have you, you new Nicole can't get a word in it edgewise with old, because you were so constant and tons of energy and thoughts and. Yeah, I have to tell her to be quiet all the time so I can think and try to sleep. That's crazy. I uh, that's a terrible 
you know, I meant that. <laughs> That's something. Um, wow. Well, that must be incredibly frustrating to have an inner dialogue with somebody who won't let you get a word in edgewise. Yeah. And you, I mean, but do you have control over old Nicole in your head? No, not initially. I have to be patient. I'm learning, but I slow down. And she's just very chatty and loud. But I'm. <laughs> I remember. But I can relate. Sometimes I know what she's saying, so I get it and follow along, but it's annoying. And what's the difference some days when you have the energy to do it? Is that what it is? And then you can, and then some days you don't, and you, what's, what's the qualifier there that makes it happen or not happen? Um, sometimes I can have a conversation with that entity, whatever, and sometimes I can't. Mm. And I just get talked at, which is my biggest pet peeve. From your own head. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Like, I would love to have a real, not an armchair there, but a real, I mean, like a Freud fucker sitting in that seat to, 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 to undo some of that. Because, I, I mean, that, that, that's like an impossible situation. And there's got to be some way for you to, uh, to, to win. It's not, it sh it's not fair that it should be impossible for you. I mean, what you're describing is so impossible. I'm like, well, maybe that's what MS is. I mean, like, what? <laughs> We're looking everywhere, right? We're looking literally everywhere for every crossed wire. It all takes up a lot of energy to have the thoughts and weigh them out, true or not, and try to control my body. Something I dig of. Do you have faith in your thought? Do you have uh, confidence and faith in your thoughts? I mean, I don't know. Some of question. them now. Before it was all garbage. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but wow, that is fascinating. I mean, like really, really fast. <laughs> Sound like <laughs> and more right after this. I don't mean I don't mean it like that. <laughs> uh, go back to the online here. Let's see. My, oh, we got that. Sorry. Let's see. Uh, love the sharpening. My dad was in the car <laughs> car business. I ran right into the car in front of me. It had power. I didn't know how to drive. Still don't. Hilarious. Oh, no. So it is one of those stories. Basically, Irene was the guy at Porsche earlier who just kind of drove that sucker right into The guy hit, thanked me because his car was ruined, and he said he had plenty of insurance and wanted a new car. <laughs> he wasn't hurt. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's why I was relegated to the rubber band car with no power. Dad should have given me a car with that power. Uh, don't ask me what kind of car the Camaro was because I don't know. I love you, Nicole. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess I was just trying to say that Like, it's, it seems like the more you do to make your MS better, the worse you get. And it feels like it's been that way since the, the day you got MS. And I hate to say that in front of people. It's kind of the name of the game. Like you have to 
spend money to make money, so to speak. It's like, I, for my way of being, like, I have to know what's going on before I address anything now. There was a lot of things that were looked, I think, before that made me worse. So it's my obligation and duty and desire to do things right. And that sometimes it's hard as shit. Yeah. Whatever. If it was easy, everyone would do it. <laughs> Which part? All of it. This is, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. It doesn't make any sense. So I'm glad I know how things are set up sometimes up here. I understand the first part. What what, what do you mean? I forget what. That's <laughs> okay. Saying. That's all right. That's all right. I don't want to stress you out. Um, I appreciate you sharing. I think everybody does. I know everybody does. I'm glad to know more than a lot of people about how the brain works, because I believe that controls all this other stuff, also. Meaning if you can find the right button or wire or whatever up here, you could theoretically, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, that's what the psychedelics are all about, supposedly, right? I mean, um, theoretically. They say either the acid or the mushrooms or whatever the heck, I guess more mushrooms, supposedly. But it can, un whatever, unlocking your... Yeah. Your shit. Yes, and yes. Psychedelics tend to unlock things. And I was very reliant, I found, on muscle memory, which is not thought, but another layer of that went away today. So it it's, looks awful, but it feels fine, which... What? Sound, it looks like it's wrong, but it feels like it's how it's supposed to be. What? Ah. <sighs> Muscle memory going away and things not working automatically like they used to. It looks bad, but it's fine? I think it's horrible. I think it looks bad and it is horrible. It what is, am I missing? <laughs> I appreciate you trying to put a, a silver lining on it. it wrong, but like, I have to be positive about it to make anything happen. Mm -hmm, okay. A positive slime. Ghostbusters. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Sorry, it's not what I was... Go now my thought. Sorry. Don't apologize. Don't apologize at all. It's I'm just trying to help. My head's making me crazy. Your head's making you crazy? Yeah. What is old Nicole saying up there now? Yelling at me for not speaking correctly and saying what I wanted to say. But who is old Nicole? She's an amalgamation of your old life that you no longer live or support anymore. So why do you? Why does she have control over you? She's, this is me. This is now. I'm playing armchair therapist. She's a lot louder, and she has my family crest, so to speak. Exactly. So it's not really her. You're hearing your old family and mom and dad and childhood shit. All yes, yeah. and all the time I try to make it quieter and stop talking that voice and doesn't always happen <laughs> no i know i yeah 
I'm not trying to, I'm not trying, yeah. I think you're doing everything right. I'm just trying to help you identify what's what and where it goes, and then you can decide what you want to do with it. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike, you still with us? <laughs> Pixie Chrome's first car was a 1971 Datsun 510. Nice. Now, that's a cool car, too. That's a cool car. That's what I said. Pixie Chrome, if, I'm re if I recall, is Megan, I think, right? Right? Yeah. I think. Nice. Megan yep. uh, is uh, a friend of ours from up north, and she um, was the one who gave us a Luftgekult ticket for some reason. Remember, we needed a oh, Luftgekult ticket. I can't remember why. Yeah. Oh, I think you're, uh, you're, I think the Tradecraft guys wanted to go. That's right. what it was. That's what it was. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a cool well, car. That's a cool car, too, because, I mean, they, those are great race cars. They're just fun in general. I loved 510s. They were fantastic high school cars. Classic three-box styling, like a BMW. I loved it. Uh, her second car was a 65 Fastback V8 Mustang. The nice judge asked me to sell it after getting pulled over for uh, exhibition of speed, uh, evasion of arrest. Ah, to be 18. Hilarious. And, and, and up north there, wherever, apparently it was like the Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> where you could run from the cops, <laughs> or at least it was okay to try. <laughs> Oh man, that's cool. That's cool. We t who were we talking to the other day? I think it was Mitch. I think where his first car was a sixty. Um, I might have this wrong, but I think it's right. Mitch, I think you had a sixty-seven notchback Mustang V6. And if I'm not mistaken, you got rid of that and got a Honda CRX, the little the little one with the double window in the back, little sports car, front wheel drive. Pretty sure. And, it, and, and and if I'm right about that, I am very impressed with myself. I usually don't retain that much information. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good for me. But he's not here, so we can't confirm. So I'm just going to take the points. <laughs> Put up the scoreboard. Scoreboard's coming up. Oh, yeah, we got to change that home and visitor. It used to say some cool shit that was customized, and now it looks like... Although the visitor does look like a husky, doesn't it? I mean... That would be a Yukon Husky, and I'm from Connecticut. And what's the name of your team? The No, you're not Eagles. That's Philadelphia. The you're the Marks. Bills. No, the what? That's, that's the hockey team. Buffalo Bills. Hockey team. Jesus. <laughs> Bills is what I was thinking of, but Bills, it's a like a Buffalo, right? Buffalo Buffalo, because of Buffalo, yeah. Yeah. What's a Bill? I just realized. It's usually the city and then the mascot. Yours, the mascot, is the name of the city. Like, it's not, it's not the Buffalo Buffaloes. It's the Buffalo Bills. What's a bill? I don't know. It's a picture of a buffalo. I just, I'm poking holes left or right here. Mike, you're a, can you're a sports guy, and you're really close to New York, Buffalo. I mean, not you, but Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Canadian. I'm a hockey guy. Uh, but I do know that the Bills name is derived from an All-American football conference franchise from Buffalo that was in turn named... After Western Frontiersman Buffalo Bill Cody. Oh, so all of the Bills are named after Buffalo Bill. If you're a great big fat person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You want a size 13? <laughs> Rubs a lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh, God. So bad. <laughs> But there's your that's your uh, that's your team. Didn't they just win the Super Bowl or they were up for it or something? No, nah, that's not true. 
Since I've known you, I think they did well They've or something. They've been up a lot. We lose <laughs> all the time. I don't think I'd ever really heard of or about them until I was with you. I mean, I probably was aware that they existed, but like Kaz was such a Giants person. He was the sports influence in my life that all I ever heard was, Go Blue! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we did it. Jeez, there's a lot of stuff going on. All right, hey, Mike, um, I wanted to ask you a couple things real quick. You had a, uh, I don't want to open up this can of worms again because we've already cried our eyes out about it, but you had a very sensitive episode of the Letterman podcast last week. What's coming up on Friday morning for people? So uh, kind of in conjunction with last week's episode, there's a gentleman by the name of Alex Bennett, who is a, a radio broadcast legend. He hates when I call him a legend, by the way, because he thinks legends are, you know, should be dead. Um, but he was very, very good friends with Rick Sheckman. He has a whole bunch of Letterman stories going all the way back to when he was really big in New York and uh, Robert Morton sold him cable, a cable package, came door to door and came to his place and knew who he was. And that's when their relationship began. So Alex Bennett has Bob on, Morty, Bob Morton used uh, to sell cable door to door. Yeah. When he was coming up. Absolutely. In Holy the New York area. Cow. And then let me just interrupt yeah. you real quick and ask you, could you just tap your microphone real quick? Oh, okay. It is that one. It doesn't sound like what's going on. Nothing. It doesn't sound like that microphone's on. You sound like you're being picked up by a different... Is it facing the right direction? Uh, yeah, my levels seem good. Oh, now you're on it. Is oh, that maybe better? it was just not. Maybe it was just not. Okay, sorry. I for, I'm right. so, forgive I me for being picky. Was I was just there. noticing levels. Yeah, no. Um, but anyway, Alex Bennett, uh, radio legend, friend of Rick Sheckman, and uh, lots of. Uh, Lots of cool Letterman stories and, and broadcast stories uh, is on the guest as guest for Letterman podcast on Friday. Beyond uh, everything you just said that I really stepped through, I'm sorry that. But you're also you you you're also on that Alex Bennett show, right? And 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 as was Shecky. Yeah, he does a panel show every Monday. He does a show every night, actually. That's political. But every Monday, he in the afternoon, he does a show with just uh, panelists from all over the place, and Shecky was one of them. And we did that show for. Gosh, almost three years every Monday. And yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, good for you. So I'm sure, you, did you guys already have your talk or you're going to have it? No, we did. We went two hours on uh, on Sunday. Oh, very yeah. cool. Good for you. Awesome. So that's Friday morning at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, right? Something like that. 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, the Letterman Podcast. Thank you very much for all the shout outs you give us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I figure if history is any guide... At some point here, a real show will be offered, and it will be offered to you first because this is just like you're like Jay Leno on the old Letterman show. Like, oh, we're cut. Yeah, come on, get our buddy into the whole thing here. And then at some point, he s skips the line. <laughs> if history is any guide, I think that's. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, uh, but all, it all sounds terribly exciting. I didn't mean it uh, exactly how it came out. It sort of was a thought happening in real time, but I. I the pieces, I stand by it. <laughs> I hope it's not true, but I stand by it. Um, uh, I hope if there's a real show to be had, I hope we get it. And then you can have this show, which is what I always thought should have happened with the Letterman thing. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I, I maintain that that whole thing worked out exactly how it was supposed to. I think that 
I think it, it worked out better how it was supposed to. I don't think Dave having the Tonight Show. I think if Dave got the Tonight Show, it probably would have gone similar to the Conan thing. I think not exactly the same, but some version of it. NBC was really, really weaselly back then. Uh, but, but, but I've always thought, and it made sense that to me that, oh, Dave would get the Tonight Show and then Jay Leno gets the late night show, the 1230 spot to make a whatever out of. Makes and then it always, sense. it always seemed like Jay Leno's argument was, ah, but I was doing the film. It's like, but to, to exp- expand out for a second. Dave used to do that job and then he got 1230. That's the precedent that's been set. <laughs> right. Eh, whatever. I could go on and on. Uh, I hope to have Jay Leno back here, by the way. Um, I don't know how soon. I don't know how soon that'll be because if you recall it, whatever. He's a busy man. But, 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 um, uh, I hope to have him back. And uh, more to come on that. We'll do business real quick and then. Show the scoreboard. Say it again? <laughs> I said, show the scoreboard. <laughs> oh. It was an inside joke from a comment that Jay made on a Facebook post that was. It was a scoreboard related one. Anyway. Jay Leno? Yeah. No, you made a you made a post earlier, or you made a comment on a on a on a Facebook post that made me laugh out loud, like beyond laugh out loud. And it was Jay Leno versus the Steam Car, and it was a scoreboard related joke. <laughs> I now know what you're talking about, but you <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He posted yesterday a sports question, and it was something to the effect of, does anyone know the score in the Flames game? And my response was, Steam Car 1, Jay Leno 0. I saw that. Because Flames. Now, whatever. It's obviously a sports team. I don't get the reference, but whatever the fuck, that was my answer. But now he's referring to me in the third person because he said, oh, it's a thing Jay... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all right. So we had, uh, you know, visitors here the other day, right, Mike? We had visitors here the other day. And when those visitors were uh, behind me, we took a photograph that we all posted. And the visitor over here goes, oh, that'll be nice. Jay, 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 Jay will like that. And I, I turned around as the visitors were coming back around from behind the desk. And I go, I looked at like, wh- like what? And she, and she, the visitor, said, um, she goes, that is your name, isn't it, Jay? And I was like... Oh, yeah, but you are. Okay. I thought you were talking like, but it was weird because it was third person. Like, I'm right here. Why would you? Jay's really going to appreciate that? He sure will. I don't. <laughs> so then I brought up Jay Leno and I thought, Jesus, I thought you were talking about Jay Leno. And she was like, why would I be talking about Jay Leno? I said, I don't know because he's been here and he's right up the street. And I don't know. I just thought maybe. And, she, and then it began a conversation about Jay Leno's been here. And oh, my God, man, I dropped something in my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but the third person name thing is seems to be a theme lately. I don't know what I've done. Jimmy likes Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's just Jimmy's type. I didn't do the business, did I? Adam Ferrara is uh, he's all over the place, but he's going to be at the Marconi Museum in just a couple weeks, like a week and a half now, April first. Uh, tickets are on eventbrite.com slash Marconi. Check it out. We'll be there. Che- Who's that? That was a Bubba the Love Sponge. Check it out. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge. He's another radio personality if no one knows what I'm talking about. The Motoring Club Late Night Play Set uh, fifth anniversary party and uh, uh, it'll be an autoimmunity foundation fundraiser and it'll be a TV taping uh, 4-15-2023. That's April 15th, 2023 at the Motoring Club. 
That's a Saturday evening. Um, Hello Deli is your only source for officially licensed Late Show with David Letterman merchandise. At least for now. At least for now. I don't imagine the new people will carry on that. I feel like that was bequeathed to Rupert and not the Deli. So maybe, 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 maybe that's Rupert's plan. Get the side gig going. Start selling the Letterman podcast and late night play set merchandise <laughs> from, the, from his apartment. He'll get an Etsy store, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? Poor guy. He's tired of making sandwiches. Now he's going to stuff boxes and envelopes for the rest of it. Like, come on. Although he's such a supporter and he's so appreciative of the whole thing, I bet he would do that to pay it forward for Dave for the rest of his life. I bet. Because he's just that guy. Yeah, I bet. Uh, dual Shift GVBC merchandise and uh, lifestyle gear <laughs> is available at uh, Dual Shift. D-U-E-L. Shift. Uh, at... AOL.com. No, at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you get Earthlink, right? And you get your Netscape Navigator and you dial up your Prodigy. And once you've heard your, <laughs> once you're online, you can talk to all sorts of folks who are interested in the same types of things you are from all over the country. GBBC uh, hats, shirts, all that stuff, pins. Stickers. We have stickers. And all of the other stuff. Dual shift. Uh, also, lastly, Byron Bowers, our friend. Byron Bowers is all over the place, but his spiritual, his special called Spiritual N-Word is on Hulu, and uh, he's also playing all around Hollywood, usually at the comedy store. Speaking of comedy and comedy stores to see comedy, uh, did you know that Joe Rogan's uh, Austin joint is open? Or at least it's a soft open, but I it's, just saw it's the up. Post. Oh, I am so excited yes. for them. I followed yeah. all of those things. It's called the Comedy Mothership, everybody. Austin, Texas. Uh, it looks to have at least two rooms. It's got the big room and the small room. I would imagine it's going to grow from there. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like it's Joe Rogan and friends all the time. And he's got a lot of great, funny friends. Yeah. So uh, I know that if I get down there, I am definitely going to roll through the comedy mothership i love the alien theme love love everything everything's very on brand now the podcast the comedy mothership you know did you notice that the new studio's yeah. got ufo stuff all over the place i've seen he's talked about it on his uh sorry uh bill start bill mars talked about it bill Mar has. yeah hmm. well it's great i'm really happy for him i mean it seemed like a good idea. I didn't think he was going to do it this way. I thought he'd build something instead of whatever. Looks very cool. Look forward to checking it out. The Tony Hinchcliffe thing was there that would kill Tony or hate Tony or whatever that thing was. And they brought the band and everything. And it looked like it was. Oh, I would have loved to have seen the show. I bet it was great. Yeah. Um, Insk, Turkey, Wilton, Connecticut. We did that. Probably saying Insk wrong, but. It's been a long journey from Milan to Minsk. Rochelle, Rochelle. Anybody? Know what I'm talking about? No? Nobody here's a Seinfeld fan? I've heard it. That was Bed Mittler singing Rochelle, Rochelle from Seinfeld. And as far as I know, Rochelle, Rochelle is a fake musical. It's fake. <laughs> I did not. Well, I, don't th I mean, it could be real. I have no idea. Maybe it is real. I know that here's, here's where it gets weird. I know that there was a movie called Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> this is so bizarre. Years and years ago, 70s or 80s, and it was definitely produced by Paul Newman, maybe even directed, but Joanne Woodward's in it, and it was filmed 
in Bethel, Connecticut at a place where I used to go for after it was the Y building way back uh, when I went there but it was a school before that and it was probably a school during this movie but I was watching this movie because it was like oh filmed in Connecticut and I you know download it Paul Newman I'm like oh great and I'm watching and I'm like that's that's you know when you like you go there every single day and you know and then you look at details and you know me then I go to the maps and the old pictures and the whole bit and yeah can't be the same thing because it was not a musical it was a very heavy movie not a not the feel good hit of the season. Do you know, Mike? Do you know if Rochelle Rochelle was a real musical or, or? Oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. If you're doing, that sounds like that's, no, that's okay. Like Pixie Chrome just bought I mean, a badge. Who did? Pixie did? Chrome just bought a badge. So I was oh, just, thanks, I was just thanking Chrome. her. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Do you happen to know if Rochelle Rochelle was a real musical or not? No, I'm going to find out right now, though. The only problem is Rochelle Rochelle doesn't exist. It's purely fictitious film, a European art house soft porn movie about a young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. Yeah, no. Okay. As a show, it doesn't exist. But the movie, the movie definitely. Now, wait, maybe the movie's, maybe the movie's not called Rochelle Rochelle. It Did says I make it's that a purely up? fictitious film. Well, but in, the, in Seinfeld, it's not a film. It's a Broadway musical. <laughs> I'm saying it's a real film. But it's not at all about that journey in Milan and Misk. It's, it's some other stuff, and it's a much smaller story. Oh, well. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I got nothing here. It just keeps saying, uh, uh, source after source saying it's not real. But like one source here says uh, it's most likely based on the 1974 erotic film Emmanuel. But yeah, that sounds more familiar. Uh, Dave, and, and this is Tiny on the radio chiming in earlier when I was talking about l the, the Tonight Show and all of that. Dave and NBC Brass would have clashed so much it wouldn't have worked. Uh, I tend to feel the same way. Um, somehow, Dave made a success where they didn't used to have one at 12.30. And therefore, he was allowed to do whatever he wanted with it for a long time. And whenever the the network got involved, he would kind of, like, he had he had the megaphone. So he's the one telling the public... I don't know. It was just he. Dave found him his way into some very unique scenarios that don't exist in this business, not before or after him. It's very interesting. He started all the franchises. You know, everyone else who gets late night or late show or whatever now, they're just filling a seat. But they didn't used to exist. There weren't there weren't successful shows in those time periods. Tom Snyder was not considered a success, which is why they gave David Letterman that shot. Um, but but late night was a show that was created, and then late show there was nothing. I think it was a late movie. Pat Sajak and a few other tries before that, but there wasn't anything. And the, and 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 I hate to be like the guy who's said, hey go watch late Chip. but and Dave owned uh, Dave and Worldwide Pants. They 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 owned um, the late show, at the eleven thirty show. That's like, I mean. It happened a few times here and there in the old days, but you had to be a powerhouse. That is unheard of nowadays. It does not. Network happen. owns your show because they need to make the money off of it. Yeah. Forever. I got schooled on that when I made out schedules. That was very clear. Mm. Positioning. Yeah. Huge. 
totally, totally, totally agree. But man, I would have loved to have seen the show. And you know what? Actually, we have seen the show. It, it, I think I've said this before. I don't know why we're talking so much about Letterman tonight. Sorry. Uh, it, I, I brought it up. I brought it up because I was talking to Mike before. Um, the, the, the weeks where the late show came to Los Angeles, it was two different weeks in, I think, 94 and 95. Don's correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, shout out to Don Giller. If you don't already follow the Don Giller YouTube channel, the Letterman YouTube channel is awesome. And it's really great and current. If you want to, if you want to do deep dives on stuff, just spend some time on the Don Giller YouTube channel. It's incredible. But anyway, Don, back me up on this or not? The I think it was ninety four or ninety five. The Late Show came out here and did the show from Television City, and not from a theater, from a from a from a nice TV studio where which was like a, a good production facility where you could do a television show well. I know people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. There are so many constraints to try to do a television th show in a theater, especially that theater. It's ridiculous. Much more luxurious in a, in a studio. Um, that is, long story short, 90 seconds later, that is the Tonight Show that Dave would have done, in my opinion. And then I feel like they even buttoned that when Johnny came out and, and even sat at the desk and just it just felt tonally like what it would have been. It did. How it looked, the energy, the excitement, the, the just the tone. It almost felt to me like those weeks were like, like this. Yeah, you could have had this. This is this is what it could have been. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so funny, Mike. Were you watching back then? Do you even know what I'm talking about? It would have been like '94. Oh yeah, I watched. I watched Letterman pretty much religiously from '89 on. Hmm. So yeah, those were magical moments. They were, um, I think there was a lot of people who thought about this is what could have been. Um, but to me, Letterman was always a New York guy anyway. So I'm glad he stayed in New York. I think that there was magic that added to uh, Letterman's um, everything because of the setting. I don't disagree with any of that. I, I don't mean that tone or even the fact that it was in a different coast, just more on the lines of what the show was, I think is what, Oh yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, <clears throat> this is something, I don't know if I probably shouldn't share, but it's been 30 something years. So it probably doesn't matter at this point. My aunt used to be friends with Paul Schaefer and, uh, she said, you know, we, I used to at, fucking every time I'd talk to Aunt Catherine, I would say, well, you know, what's new with them? Oh, are they staying? Are they going? Whatever. And she said, when she talked to Paul, his, uh, answer was, um, I can't say anything, but all of the higher ups that matter are walking around. All, everyone's walking through the hallways very happy. Everyone's very happy. And if it is the Tonight Show, that they would bring the Tonight Show back to New York. So the plan, even back then, if Dave did get the Tonight Show, was to bring it back to New York. And I don't know if anybody's ever talked about that publicly. I haven't heard that. But that, I mean, that's what, that's what, my, that's what my aunt said Paul Schaefer said. And I, I believe I'll be asking friend. Bill they Carter friends, about I that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Say again. I'll be asking Bill Carter that in a few weeks. What? Exactly what you just said. If you heard that rumor, I'll ask. I'll ask him. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody more researched on it than uh, than him. I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously well, I mean, the I, that were all there. Right. All right. Well, okay. We can talk about this off the air. Um, okay. Anyway, I love it. Are we done? Did we do it? I feel like we've done it. I'm just yammering on about other shit now. I think so. What else is new? Uh, I think we've got Johnny Lieberman on Thursday. I think, I think, I think. Sorry about everything. The schedule has been just 
in flux and the weather changes things. Everything's just been up in the air. Um, and I've been really busy with other things. Not that this is taking a backseat. It's just that there's only one person to do it. And it's, it's, it's this game with the hands and I can't get to everything as I want to. So, uh, we need help. Somebody wants to be a volunteer, <laughs> be an assistant, <laughs> help us get the whole everything on its feet. Uh, we'll take you. Uh, send me a message. But uh, other than that, um, how do we follow each other? Let's see. Mike, how do we follow you? What do you got? Anything to plug? Write it down. Uh, yeah, you can look up the Letterman podcast. Uh, that'd be a good place to start. Love it. Oh, all right. And, and any plugs or anything? Watch and listen to the Letterman podcast <laughs> as well as Cars and Comedy. That's it. All right, good. <laughs> I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I apologize. All right. Uh, New Life of Old Nicole, Porsche Life 111. It's all Cars and Comedy. We're in the late night place set. I think that's everything. Support the Hello Daily. Blah, 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 blah. Back on Thursday, Johnny Lieberman. Tomorrow, Nicole's getting a haircut, right? Is that happening tomorrow? Yeah. Supposed to, yeah. Autoimmunity Foundation. He's so good. Thank you. We know you have many options for your viewing <laughs> entertainment. Thank you for choosing the Cars and Comedy Show here in the Late Night Playset. Um, late night. LNP is brought to you by the Autoimmunity Foundation. AIF is supported by financial contributions from viewers like you. Please consider supporting today. Uh, autoimmunityfoundation.org. 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 Thank you, Mike, for that. All right, I guess that's it. We love everybody. Did I get all this? When I was growing up, CBS Late Night was called Crime After Prime Time. It was a terrible movie. <laughs> I love it. I remember that. Uh, awesome. See everybody later. I love you. We love you. <laughs> we love all of you. Please love everybody at home. God, I really am. I'm fucked up today. Uh, please love one another. We love everybody. See you out there. Good grief. <laughs> Love you guys.